This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue, how to step out of your victim and find your purpose with no excuses. How did you not at that point go to victim? I can't believe this happened to me. I can't believe where this has gone. No, no, I, I, I did. And that's exactly what I said. There was, there was a time, I, it was probably three weeks into me just being in my car, out of my car, going to Phoenix, coming back. And, and there was a time I, I just, I had a meltdown, uh, um, a personal meltdown in my car. I was parked and, and I just cried. And I said, how can, wh- why is this happening to me? Why, why me? What, why, why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. I asked God, why are you doing this to me? As, as if it was his fault. And, um, and... You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I'm willing to bet that nearly every person listening to this podcast has had some challenge or challenges. You know, we live in a human body, we're here on this earth, so we're having a human experience, right? And you guys already know my challenges in my heart. I've been through a divorce with kids, someone in the family has had a traumatizing medical issue, I've got my own 459,000 issues that I'm working on, like not feeling good enough sometimes, like worry that I'm doing something wrong, that's like every day, whether it be parenting or being a friend or putting in my AC filter correctly, you know, normal stuff. And even with this podcast, sometimes I have great ideas. Actually, a lot of times I have great ideas, but I just don't follow through because I have all these reasons and all these excuses of why I don't. Like I haven't completed one of my goals, which is to put out a podcast twice a week because here's the excuse. I'm raising my teenagers by myself and I just don't have time. You know, I'm dealing with this person in the family has a medical crisis. I just don't have time. Poor me. I'm not saving enough money because I'm the breadwinner excuse and I have to support all these people. Like... You know, I want more for myself, but I have a bunch of great reasons why I'm not doing it or getting it. Dina Patton, by the way, she's an awesome business trailblazer. Find her on Instagram. She calls what I'm talking about small thinking or limited thinking. That's very Tony Robbins too. But while these are legitimate reasons and they're real excuses, the truth is they're excuses not to fulfill my dreams or my life purpose. Because probably deep down, we'll play shrink here, unconsciously um, self-sabotaging. And I don't think I'm good enough, you know. So I'm not trying, and not trying is a safe way out. But I've come to realize, especially after meeting our next guest, safe and easy gets us nowhere. Everyone has a story. Everyone has pain. But not everybody is going to flip that story off and push through those challenges to reach their goals. Even though we are all capable of doing whatever it is we want to do and finding our life's purpose. Today's podcast guest has such an incredible story of challenge and overcoming it. She is going to share with us some wonderful things. You're going to leave this podcast feeling empowered at best, reflective at least. She's amazing. She's going to tell us how she went from an abusive relationship 
to living in her car, being homeless in a city where she knew no one, to creating, a couple of years later, a multi-million dollar business out of a desire to create better for herself, find her life's purpose, and passion to do what she loves. So if she can do it, we can do it. Time for Lynn's Confessions. Top three things on my mind today. Number one, I'm so proud of myself. I now know how to put in the AC filter correctly. <laughs> I only took it like two times. I know it sounds silly, but I put it upside down and then it was crinkled up and I almost froze my AC. And you know what? Whatever. Okay, I'm doing a great job. Pat, pat. Number two, I'm currently purging. That's a bell of the cat, sorry. And it was so hard for me to purge. It still is, but I'm selling this watch that I got many years ago that's a designer watch. And so I'm trying to practice letting go of stuff to allow new stuff in my life. And I went to sell it and I was like, okay. And they get, they quoted me the, the number I wanted. And I walked away going, oh no, I'm going to check with somebody else. No, I was having these feelings of like deprivation. I'm never going to get this again. Oh my God. I knew I needed to go back and sell it, use the money because I need it now. And new will come into my life or just trust that I'm supposed to get rid of it. It's just a thing. So I'm working on that. And number three, speaking of purging, I was going through some old photos and I was like, dang, man, I was cute back then. (laughs) I wish I would have appreciated how cute I was then. So maybe I should start appreciating how cute I look now. I'm going to work on that. All right. Background check. The background on today's guest, Linda Dunn Carter, is the CEO of a thriving business that she created from ground up. She created a system that has a cutting edge scientific approach to scar revision. She's like the scar queen. In other words, she eliminates scars over time by using what's called, what she calls the DC method, a system and brand that she has trademarked. She's helped thousands of men and women erase scars from burns and accidents, abuse, cosmetic surgery. She's even helped me. I had a scar on my stomach and I got it from like a cookie sheet and I was like half naked baking cookies. I don't know why. Anyway, but she's helping me with that. So, that's today. Four years ago, she was living out of her car. How did she do it? How did she create this empire and not stay victim? We're about to find out. Linda, I'm so honored that you're here. I was so excited that you came. When you told me your story recently, I was like, oh my God, she's, it's such an inspiration. Take me back to how all this started about how you had this boyfriend at the time who wanted to move. Take me from the beginning. Right. So basically I've been in business for 13 years and I had the opportunity to come to Miami four years ago. I met this man in Arizona, and he just swept me off my feet. You know, just really, really, I just thought the knight in shining armor sort of man. We went very fast. He was very, um, I just want to say he was very adamant in, in trying to get me to leave Arizona for some reason. And he had an opportunity to open a restaurant in Miami Beach. And he asked me, you're going with me? And I said, well, you know, uh, I have a business here, and but I always had one foot out of Arizona, so it seemed like a good idea, and I'm very adventurous, and I could already envision what I wanted to do in Miami Beach. So I said yes. And so we packed it up and had a month to, to wrap up my business, my life, and get the blessings of my children and all my friends and, and et cetera. And so we went to Miami Miami Beach, and um, within a few days of being there, I saw him change. It was just a a complete switch, and I just had a very bad feeling in my gut that that something wasn't right, that he was a fake, and and he was now coming out with his his real self and, and his real identity. 
Can I ask you a question? How how uh, how long did you know him before you said, "Yeah, I'll go"? Not long. Okay, uh, you said you moved quickly. Right, right. Okay. It, was, it was maybe three months okay. that that I knew him, and um, but but I didn't feel in danger. I didn't feel threatened in, until uh, we got to Miami and everything kind of changed, and I saw signs of of complete dysfunction and and uh, possible. Um, a bipolar and and just just a whole menagerie of things that that I wasn't comfortable with and and situations where it was becoming abusive and this was only a month after I decided that I can't do this I can't live with this and 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 certain things came into play that that were definitely deal breakers and and I just had to leave I didn't know anybody in Miami I didn't know a soul I didn't have my reciprocity and my license to do my work and and so therefore I couldn't work and and I was um under the impression that he was going to help me and just kind of take care of me until that we got all of my stuff together and and just he made me feel safe until we got there and and he didn't what were the deal breakers the deal breakers were you know when somebody is is um bipolar and when somebody is is uh, a narcissist. They will say things and do things like, um, I, I felt that he was still addicted to drugs and, and, um, but I didn't, I couldn't prove it, but his behaviors were high and low. And so when they threatened to take their lives or something like that, because I was going to leave or, or, um, he would take my phone out of my hand and just run into the bathroom and go through it when it was open and just, and fall to the floor crying. It, it was just very like foreign behavior for me to see a, a grown man act like that. Um, he would hide things in the house from me because I didn't buy them. And <laughs> so the, these are all the little, little things that, that, um, made me think that, I made a big mistake. Well, yeah. I made a big mistake, and and um, it, it got a little messier from there, but uh, without going into detail. It, would you call him abusive? I would call him abusive, okay. verbally abusive, and he was highly um, insecure. So... So you knew you had to get the hell out of there. I, I had to. There was there was one evening instance, and you know he he locked me out of the house, out of the apartment that that we shared for a month, and just moving there. And um, I come back in, and and I was just like, "Hello, you know, please let me in," because it, it was it was very. I was I was vulnerable, but I think he was more vulnerable, and and he just saw me as a very powerful and strong woman, so he was testing me all the way. Anyways, I got back in the house, got my things, and left. And and um, he was very forceful and on the way out. And I called the police. Uh, went to a, a shopping center, called the police, and he um, um, had to leave the house that night. I was able to go back in. But Were you scared? I, I was nervous. I was scared, and I just found that. I already knew that I had to leave. I just knew that I had one more night in that house safe. Mm-hmm. And so the next morning, I packed up my things, and, and he had come back home, and, and he was trying to um, uh, force me not to leave. But nonetheless, I did. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't have any money because I had um, just sold everything I had in Arizona. I, if I didn't sell it, I gave it away. It, the The monetary things didn't mean anything to me. I was going to a new place. So you can always replace them. 
etc. So all I had was clothes and I just packed all my clothes in my car. I I left and I slept in my car for days. I just was so dumbfounded by I just didn't know what I was going to do. Let me just interrupt you because yeah. this podcast is more than you, your story has a lot of lessons in it. And for anybody listening who might be in an abusive relationship, I think it's important to point out that you maybe didn't have anything but the clothes in your back in a car, but you also had some dignity. You had some level of self-love, it sounds like, that said, Linda, you deserve better because not everybody has that. You know, people judge, especially women, some men too are abused, but people judge women who stay in an abusive relationship. Like, oh, what's wrong with her? Why doesn't she just leave? Well, unless you've been there, you don't know how hard it is. Mm -hmm. And you carry your own wounds and your own insecurities and talking about your story, you at least had some awareness of self-love. Right. And I, and I think we go through life, and I'm a little bit older than, than most people, but I, I think that we go through life and we learn our lessons and we know and we, ha- we have that level of awareness like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I don't want to waste any more time doing this again because I've already done that in, in, in my life. And we all go through a little bit of uh, abusiveness and, and um, whether we think we do or not. And so that that already knew that that was like a no brainer. I would rather be, you know, homeless on the street than to be in that kind of predicament because I know my level of survival. I know that that you you mentioned dignity. That that means a lot when we are women and we take over ourselves. We take ourselves back. We're not going to um, be belittled or or stay in it just because. Or I don't have any place to go. I mean, no way that that even entered my mind. I'm like I'm out, and I didn't even know what that look like when mm-hmm. I walked out the door. All I knew is I was not here anymore. So and you find yourself sleeping in your car yeah, and you only had your clothes. Yeah, I only had my clothes and sleeping in the car. And, and so I, I didn't know what my next step was. Um, I, I, I did know that I had shelter and that was my car. And, and I I just ended up finding places to park that, that I felt safe. and and um, Like where? I would go to Brickell. There's there's um, a place in Brickell, and and um, I parked in front of the bay, and and um, I knew when I woke up, I would see the water, and and that was comfort for me. It was beautiful for me. So if I had to live in my car, I was going to be in a beautiful place, waking up to to the sunrise, and and um, that that was empowering for me. But this went on for months. And months, and and it was only because it was months is is because I was still trying to f- figure out how to get my reciprocity, how to get my license, how to get uh, um, I, I could go to work and do something else, but nobody would hire me because I was overly uh, qualified, you know, to do anything. Um, so, but what in did you? Field. But what did you do? So you you lived in your car for months. What did you do for a shower? Well, Tell me about that. So, so it, you know, it, it was broken up. So I just want to go back to say mm-hmm. that that. When I left Arizona, I, I still left people that I needed to see my patients. I still needed to go back. So the little bit of money that I had, I had to manage it very well because I had to buy a plane ticket to go back and see my patients, still do that and work mm-hmm. and make the few dollars I had because I still had a car payment. I still had insurance. I still had uh, school loans. I mean, I, I had bills I had to pay. And so I made enough money to go back to Arizona to come back to to. 
Florida, and then the few bucks that I had, I had to manage that for the next month until I went back to Arizona. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm-hmm. All right. So, so in in between um, going to Arizona and coming back, I would just I would just try to find a way to get my message out there or, or, you know, I am a very talented and very skilled um, person in my field. And so I'd like, I have to get people to recognize me. I have to get people to know me. I get, I'm in a new place. I have to get people to see my work, even though I'm not working. And so that is when I started my Instagram because I didn't know about Instagram. And, well, and let me just back up because mm-hmm. I love these little nuggets of your story. You also told me that you, you're so creative. Like, so you're living out of your car, you're managing your money, thinking about, I have to have enough money to go back to Arizona to work, plane ticket and all that jazz. In the meantime, you, you mentioned to me before you would figure out, okay, yeah, you know where to park to be safe. You stayed there a certain amount of time before the cops came. You went around to gyms. Right, right, right. So, so in sleeping in my car, I, in order for me to, to shower, I had to, um, I actually went to gyms, you know, I went to gyms and I, I applied for the guest pass, you know, as long as they, you know, for, you know, a week. So I would just go around to all the different gyms and, and get a week pass at a time. And they were, they were very sweet about it. You know, they would extend it or whatever. So I would go in the morning, shower take my clothes, get dressed, put on my cute little outfit and go to Starbucks to use their their Wi-Fi, their internet to build my Instagram because this is where it hit me. It's like I have to get my pictures out there. That's all Mm -hmm. I have is my photos. Mm -hmm. And so I would stay at Starbucks. I would go to one Starbucks, another Starbucks. I just moved myself around so I didn't look like I was a transient. How did you, you, so sorry, mm -hmm. how did you, so you're going around like this. How did you not at that point go to victim? I can't believe this happened to me. I can't believe where this is gone. No, no, I, I, I did. And that's exactly what I said. There was, there was a time, I, it was probably three weeks into me just being in my car, out of my car, going to Phoenix, coming back. And, and there was a time I, I just, I had a meltdown, uh, um, a personal meltdown in my car. I was parked and, and I just cried and I said, how can wh- why is this happening to me why why me what why why are you doing this to me mm-hmm. i ask god why are you doing this to me as as if it was his fault and um and and i cried so hard but then at the same time i looked up and i said oh oh okay all right uh, 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 all right I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. It's almost like I caught on, like aha, you know. He, what was the aha? It, it, it was that he he broke me down. He broke me down so low, so 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 far to the ground. You know, I was so dark inside that that I knew that this was the complete start over. This was the complete mm-hmm. um, cleanup that that I I had to go through in order to allow myself for him to build me back up because he had big plans for me. I had to let go of, of everything. I had to just, I, I mean, I had, I had nothing. I had um, no, no belongings, no money. Um, at, at that point, I wasn't telling anybody, any friends. I had nobody to talk to. Nobody knew you were homeless? No. Not one person? Mm, no, no. I couldn't bring myself to 
uh, tell anybody. I was so proud. I was so proud to leave with this man. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like that. No, a 55-year-old woman doesn't make mistakes like that, right? We're, we're seasoned. We know things. And, and, and so I couldn't tell my parents. I couldn't tell my friends. I was embarrassed. And so I knew I had to dig this out. I had to deal with this myself. And the only person that I had was God. And so when, when, when I realized that poor pity, I was having a pity party for just a moment, but at the same time I was like, oh, all right. Oh, okay. I, 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 instead of, of feeling like the victim, I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to, to feel empowered by this. If I'm going to be a homeless person, I'm going to be the most beautiful, most awesome, most, um, uh, creative homeless person that I can be. This is, this is not, this is not failure. This is the start of, of something big. And I just didn't know how big it was going to be, but if I didn't embrace it, and if I just kept resisting it, it, it would, I would have manifested it. But, but at that moment, I just like, like this light came down mm. through my car. I swear it did. And it was just like, you're okay. You know, you're okay. Just be okay. And, and, and you accept it that we talk I, about that I on this podcast. It. I it's the first thing it. you do, accept it. And then yes. you flipped the story to positive. Yes. I, wow. I'm like, wow. So, so, okay. So now, if, that very moment, I felt safe. I felt like like I was I I wasn't going to fail. That everything that I had to do, I had to do under His direction. So I had to be completely obedient, and I had to to open those doors that He told me to open. And so now it became a test of will, and and everything I did was I, I knew that I was being tested. I knew that if I if I went the wrong way, that 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 was going to be um, either a yes or a no for him to advance me. And so, for those listening who are not religious, They're not religious, but no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell your pure story. You could also translate that, listeners, to her following her intuition or that inner voice inside of her, whether it's God, her spirit, or just gut feeling, just, you right. went inside. Right, right. And it, it was it was just pure strength and it was pure awareness. And, and I knew that these messages, whether they were from the universe or, mm-hmm. or whatever, that, that I had to follow them. And, and there was a, there was strict protocols from there. And, and so being creative, I, I think that to, to strip somebody completely of everything that they have, you still have the knowledge, you still have street smarts, you still have, uh, uh, the, the skills and everything that you have learned up until then, those were never taken away, but they are put into play in a whole different light. We take advantage of, you know, the, 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 the convenience of things and having things and whatnot. But when you don't have them, you have to figure out how am I going to manage $5? If I only have $5 in my pocket, am I going to spend it on parking? Am I going to spend it on food the next morning? But if I leave my parking, I have to pay again. So, you know, how am I going to do, how, how am I going to manage, manage this? Um, we, we have to be creative. We have to use our resources and, and you only are able to do that if you know how. And so we have, we have to put our brains to work. And when time is of the essence, it's, it's, um, it, it, all, all, all that is brought to you if you 
let it in. If we keep thinking that we are the victim and, and, and all the, the negativity comes in and it just keeps, you know, building and building. So, so anyways, um, so you, you, excellent. Okay. So you followed your gut, you listened to God and you followed the direction. So you were building your Instagram account. You knew that that was your portfolio. It, that was your, it was the only the thing key. I could think of to do for people to see me while I'm not working. It was, it, it, it was, quite miraculous and then the first few days of even being out there because I didn't know what I was doing but I would get hits and likes and and people asking questions and where do you work and and that was the key I didn't work anywhere I didn't have an office to go to in in Miami but after after a few months I was um I was called by this doctor who... Dr. Marty Zayek? Doc, yes. That's how I met yes, you at Mount Sinai. Yes, Zayek, yes, yes. And, it, and it's funny how um, I was introduced to him because the person that I came to Miami with, his friend said, you have to meet my best friend, Marty Zayek. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know how people say you have to do things, but they never follow through. Mm-hmm. But he ended up, he ended up um, calling Zayek and Zayek's office called me and said, we'd like to have you come in. And I'm, I was blown away. And I'm like, wow, who does that? Who follows through like that? But anyways, Dr. Zayek had me come into his office. I did an interview with him. There was all the nurses in one room, and all I had was my iPad to just tell my story and show my before and after photos and explain my skill. He was he was very impressed and said, well, all right, let's do this. And I'm like, wow. You know, let's do what? <laughs> and, and you know, he's, he's like, come on one day a week, you know, and we'll see how it goes. And so I know he wanted me to prove myself and and uh, show what I could do in, in, in real person. And um, he actually, within a month, had me talking to you and uh, do a, a, a segment and that's how I met Linda by the way I, I he I mean, he's a great friend and a great doctor and he pitched a story for Deco Drive the sh- entertainment show of course I do and he was saying that you know you're the cutting edge you, you're on the cutting edge of scar revision and I got to meet you and I did and and fell in love with you yeah we did a story and we did a story, and, and, I, and I didn't realize how how big a deal that was for you. It, it was, and huh. and so all, and, and and nobody even knew. I mean, it was it was just kind of ironic. It was amazing. The, just the whole day where I woke up that morning out of my car, went to the gym, took my shower. You were in got, your car yes, when I interviewed you. Yes. Damn, I couldn't. I would. Yes. You had such professionalism, dignity. Um, I sh- I show up. Beauty. Yeah, and nobody would ever know no. that, and, mm-hmm. and it was just. Um, I I just knew that. So remember going back is is when I knew that I had just had to give up and and let let everything run its course because I knew that I was being taught something. I knew that there was a lesson in this. I knew that I had to give up in order to receive what was about to come my way. What did you have? Explain to everybody listening what you had to give up. What does that mean? Get, give up. Um, uh, just give up worrying about what was going wrong at the moment give up mm, um, control yes give give worry. up worry worry mostly um i i give up in in thinking about losing everything and how i don't have anything and We're how you know how, how how i you know how i have nothing and i shouldn't be like this i have a skill and i left 
you know, a perfectly good practice. You gave up resistance. Yes, I, I gave up. I gave up uh, what was normal and, and comforting in my life mm-hmm. to to be to plummet into zero, like ground zero for me, so to speak. But when this person mentioned uh, my name to Dr. Marty. Dr. Marty calls me in. We do the segment with you. I mean, within having nothing uh, one month, and I do a segment with you, and then I'm telling you, Houston picked up the story, New Jersey picked up the story, Orlando picked up the story, so these are your sister stations. All of um, uh, the Latino, like uh, Dominican, uh, um, all of the Caribbean, everybody saw the, the segment. And I'm like getting calls from everywhere, 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 everywhere. And it's like I can't keep up with it now. And now, girl, I you go, have some rent money. <laughs> I go from that to making, you know, two figures, you know, in, in a month. And I'm like so grateful, so blessed. And, and, and so. But but even then, you know, I, I was just very, you know, treading very um, lightly because I, I just I couldn't believe that this was all happening. I didn't want it to go away. So I was I was just being completely grateful and and um, and appreciative of the people that I chose to bring into my life, because during all that time, I was very quiet. I was very lonely. I was very mm-hmm. uh, disciplined in, in, in not to bring noise in that doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. And, and so trusting the people that were in front of me, it, it was um, it, it was it was also a good lesson to know that that you have to believe in in the right people and and not be afraid you know it does that make sense yes it's it's just like it it was so surreal to to have dr marty and you and and so this was all these answers all these all the all the questions that i had while i you know you're sitting in your car and you're wondering you're wondering and and so it was like when i gave that up i knew i gave it up and i was I was right to do that because the the most perfect um, situations came my way. I just had to wait. I just had to wait it out. I just had to to have faith and and know that this was all for a reason. So once people started calling and you were making some money, then yeah. what happened? Well, it just uh, you know it, it just manifested just like anything does when when you um, trust in in what is before you. Mm-hmm. So I ended up um, doing very well in Miami Beach and then keeping my office in Scottsdale. How I did that, I don't know, but that was the only way to to pay for the little things that I could. Um, after, after about two years, I just kept, because Houston was one of the stations that picked up my story, there were so many people from Houston that were calling me and coming to visit um, me in Miami for their services. And so I knew I had to be there. There was a huge presence there. So I was able to open an office in Houston, and I was able to open an office in Manhattan wow. within the last um, year, year and a half. So I multiplied into four offices within the last four years and it it has been a, a whirlwind but these are my dreams i always knew that that's those i wanted to expand but i wouldn't have been able to do that if i 
if it wasn't meeting Dr. Marty, if it wasn't for you, if it, if, if it wasn't for you having that cry in the car mm-hmm. and having an epiphany and knowing that everything's going to be okay, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. except what is, and let me lead the way. Right, right. I just, I, you have to give up. You just have to not be so proud and, and, and just give in and, and just know that whatever you're going through, it, it, it means something. Just embrace it instead of rebel against it because it, 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 it is just setting you up for something very, very good. I mean, we all have to be broken down to be built back up, just like remodeling a house. But you've probably seen people who are broken down. And who don't get the message, no. who stay uh, victim-y or um, in that hole. You, you know? have to be ready. Yeah, You have to be ready. If you're not ready, it's just like quitting any kind of addiction. You, you have to be ready. You, it, if, if you're not ready and those um, sound bites can't come into you, you just don't, you, you push them away. It's like, no, no, I'm good, <laughs> you know, and, and you keep fighting it and fighting it. So... I, I just I feel that if 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 you just embrace the bad as much as you do the good. So you so and let's also be clear that this isn't just a job for you. You know, you this is whatever you know, we could talk about life's purpose. To me life's purpose is what rocks your world. Mm. So this you know, you were never in it for the money. Mm-mm. And money comes when you do something you love, right? I mean, so this is something you love doing, correct? No, I love doing it. I, I wish I could do it for free uh, with everybody. It hasn't been an easy. It hasn't been easy to get to the top where I am right now, and I know I'm going to even be um, plateau to uh, another level here. But I, I filed bankruptcy twice in the 13 years that I've been in business. Bankruptcy twice, homeless. I mean, I just like I'm just like trying to catch wind here. Just please give what? me a break. And and so because I knew that that all of this, I've been through all of this, and, and I have nothing. But all I can think about is my job and 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 saving people and helping people and and, and uh, changing their lives with what it is I do in my work. I knew that that also in my car that night when I just gave up to um, the the thought of being homeless, I knew that that was my purpose. I knew that I'm supposed to be doing this job and, and saving people from the insecurities uh, in, in life. I knew that that was my purpose. Can you, you know, relate to them? In my patients? Yes. Of course I can. And what level? Uh, of course I can. Um, they're, 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 they're sadness that, mm-hmm. that they have of, of hiding behind clothing or uh, feeling insecure or, or not shame, shame and not, not feeling intimate mm-hmm. or, you know, can I relate to them is, is yes, I can relate to them because we've all been in that very sad place where we don't feel like we belong at mm-hmm. some point in my life. I did that, you know, most of my childhood. And, and so when they come into me, they're not only coming into me to fix their scars. I feel like, you know, I am, I am their, their, um, like their little earth angel to get them out of their rut. You're and, a healer on the inside and outside. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. I believe that. So, so my purpose is, is validating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that 
I know that I have been brought here to do this exclusively. I think many people leave this earth and they don't even know what their purpose is, but sometimes it doesn't hit you until later in life. Sometimes it hits you early on in life, but I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. I know that this is, is, um, um, my, my, my purpose and I'm not going to leave until, until it's finished. I don't know what that means, but (laughs) that's beautiful. So Linda, so let's review. Um, give me three tips for finding your life's purpose and getting out of victim. First of all, you have to like in quick sentence, you know, have faith, follow through and, you said embrace the bad. Um, yeah, embrace the bad as much as you do embrace the, the good. You want to throw a, th- a fourth one in? Awareness. Just, just, just be aware of your life and where you are in it and how much you want to change it. I don't know if that's, that's powerful enough. Okay, so you embrace the, uh, have faith. Follow through, embrace the bad. I think embracing, accepting what is, is your most powerful statement. For me, I'm most affected by that. Embrace what is mm-hmm. or accept what is. I hate yeah. the word embrace because you know what? I'm not digging that, you know, yeah. I'm feeling really shitty or whatever. So accept your situation, number one. And also not just accept it, know that there's a greater purpose for this. Right, right. There is a greater purpose. Have you ever, I mean, are, you know, you're, you're young, you're, <laughs> you're younger than me. Do Ish. you ever, do you ever, do you ever feel like that is coming on or there, there's, you know, what, what do you feel like? You know, what do we feel like our future is like when I can feel it breathing on my back? I can actually, I actually felt like there, my hair was standing on my back because I felt it coming. There was this, this, this wave of goodness coming. And then, mm. and I, I could feel it because I let everything else go. And so mm. I don't know that safeness. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever oh, feel yeah. like, like the, the, that there's so, such good coming that you almost get like a, you know, butterfly in your stomach? I never felt that, but <clears throat> sometimes I feel like when I'm totally, in my right self, my higher self or centered, whatever, however you want to describe it. I feel like I am a feather floating in the air, Mm -hmm. just like floating and everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And you know, what happens happens. And, (laughs) um, I'm just sort of open to life and good pours in. Yeah. Never had the hair Feeling. Yeah, no, it stands up on my back a lot. So I know Mm -hmm. that I'm in a good place. I know that I've earned my wings, so to speak, but I never let my guard down. I never, I never want to disappoint. So I always think that I'm being watched. Everything that I do, I, I feel like I'm being watched. Everything that happens to me, whether my car gets towed from the day, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, well, there's a lesson in that, you know. I'm well, you're watching yourself too. It sounds like you're asking yourself, highly, what kind of person do I want to be? Highly aware. I'm highly aware. I'm mm-hmm. almost like heightened in, into the. Um, you know, extraordinary wave in life because of all of this that I had to go through. I mean, mm. I, I'm a, I'm a better, I'm better at, at, at managing my money for sure. That, that, that came into play. 
um, stat <laughs> <laughs> big time um just just the the awareness of people around me the the, the people that i meet the men that i meet um, no more narcissists. I hope. No, no. I've I've been single for four and a half years. So yeah. And Linda, you're a hot commodity here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But um, it, it hasn't even um, been a thought in my mind to to be with somebody or, or anything like that because all of this. This is honestly, I have I have wished for the things that I've wished for. I wished for five, six years ago, and they have all come true in the past four years. Honestly, it, it, it is it is just uncanny. So you're saying I I wished for all these things. You wish years for, ago, and so now you're putting all your attention into it as opposed to putting your attention into a relationship. I'm like, this right. is hundred percent. Right. Right. What yeah. did you wish for? Um, I, I wished for, and, and this is funny, um, how <laughs> I wished, uh, for a plastic surgeon. Like I, I wanted to have a plastic surgeon as a friend or as a, you know, a confidant in, in my business. And I wanted to be, um, um, in the medical journals. Like I, I knew I was onto something. I knew I have. And have you been? Yes. Yes. Four years ago, this doctor from Washington DC phoned me out of the blue, out of the blue. He said, Linda, I want to uh, speak with you. And, and, um, my wife, you know, she needed work and whatnot and whatnot. But, um, I, I, I'm interested in writing an article for you to to um, be put in the medical journals. I'm fascinated by your work. So not only do did you wish for it, but there must have been some part of you that knew it was going to happen and was open to receiving. Because many of us make wishes out of with their fear underneath. Oh, I really want this to happen, please. Oh, I want to win the lottery. I want to. Win. You know, there's like um, angst which is resistance. So is that correct? When you made a wish, you wished mm-hmm. and were open to receive it. Right. And, and, it, and it just comes out of the blue. And, and I was I was blown away. And he just called me today. It was so funny. He called me today. He goes, Linda, get that work to me. Because it takes a lot to get into the medical journals. It takes a lot wow. of, of um, different... Uh, you know, blind studies and, and um, case scenarios, and you have to do like um, uh, statistician. The statistician has to take all of these uh, things and put them into equations, and it's, it's a long process. Mm-hmm. But he believes in me so much that that it is going to happen. But back when I first created the method back 12 years ago, I said, I'm on to something. This is going to be huge. I need to be in the medical journals. That was years and years ago. But then many, uh, like four or five years ago, I said, this is, this has got to pop. It, it's got to be in the, and then he calls and again, that goes to your life purpose, your life's purpose I, and knowing. Yeah, and yeah. there's no coincidence. He didn't call. Right. Right. And, and, and the other things were like, I, I knew that I was going to be in more cities. I knew that I wanted to expand into, I want to be in every city in, in, in the United States. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a huge dream, but I'm in four major cities. I mean, and I don't have one ounce of debt. I have no debt. And I've done this all on my own dime, all of uh, creating, being creative and figuring out how can I get to New York City um, without having debt. And now I have up to 15 patients there. And and I only go once every month, like I go once every month to Houston. But it's just all about 
using your creative resources and believing, believing. And I've wished for a lot of things, and and um, I say be careful what you wish for. But I know that's true. Yes, I I know, and and all the good and all the bad. So just always keep um, be aware of what's in your thoughts. Yeah, and, and not be not be be hungry for it, but just know that if you overthink it, it's it's just not move on to the next thing. You know, let let it flow, let let life flow, let work flow, let let everything flow. So I never like mine effed it you know i just you know it was very calm and letting things um happen and, and flow as with they, ease with ease yeah. effortlessly so. so what is your best advice for life in a sentence on how to reach your goals find your life purpose and work through your challenges i think be yourself trust yourself and love yourself Simple words, but sometimes challenging to do. <laughs> Great advice. Be yourself. Love, not, not many of us love ourselves. That's so true. I had to get a tattoo to remind myself. <laughs> See, it says I love myself because I don't always. She, oh, gosh. You know, I, I love myself. I can look in the mirror and say, like, you know, Linda, I love you. I'd even date you, you know. When, <laughs> I've said that to myself. Yeah, yeah you know. That's a good feeling. When, when, when we would date ourselves, we know we're in a good place. Yes. And, and, but I deal with people every day that, that do not love themselves. So, so I know it's, it's very important because it, it, um, it just, it, it makes us so whole, you know, happy, happy is, is, um, is, is loving ourselves, look in the mirror, love ourselves. Um, it's, That's awesome. Yeah. So chin up, everybody. What a great story, Linda. God, you're so inspirational. Was this the first time you ever told it, like this way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, and I, and I didn't cry this time, so I don't I know. know if I really gave it my all. But Well, it's yeah. a little intimidating with this mic, but I, I feel you. <laughs> when you were talking about your parents, I saw a little something in your Yeah, eye. yeah. Um, it's hard. Thank you so much, Linda. If you want to get in contact with Linda Dunn Carter, you can find her on Instagram, under Linda Dunn Carter. And... You'll see a bunch of scar revision, of course, right? You do yes. everything. Yes. Breast. Yes. Uh, Any the, kind of traumatic scars, mm-hmm. little scars, big scars, burn victims. I just, I have a, a really uh, broad range of, of work I do with scars. That's all I do. That's it. Just scars. You heal. You're the healer. Praise me, yeah. Linda the healer. <laughs> awesome. Come and see me, yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Lynn. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.